Day in and day out, Rocket IT team members are determined to find better ways to support clients and have a blast while doing so. In this episode of the Rocket IT podcast, we're making ourselves accountable for those two core values and quite literally placing them where our mouths are. Hello, and welcome to the Rocket IT Podcast. My name is Patrick Rickart, Senior Systems Engineer for Rocket IT, and I'll be your moderator for an IT showdown. Breaking tradition from previous episodes, today's show features a little segment we like to call Spice and Advice. To give you an idea of how this is going to work, two Rocket IT engineers have been selected to answer technology-based questions that we commonly receive from clients. While this seems simple enough, we've added a catch to keep things interesting. In front of each participant, we place a plate of spicy chicken wings. As questions are asked, each individual will have to eat and finish one wing. But the challenge doesn't end there. In each round, the difficulty of questions will continue to increase. And with it, so too the spiciness level. While these rocket IT engineers tout intellectual minds and ironclad taste buds, Today's segment is really going to put their assets to the ultimate test. Before introducing our brave participants for today's discussion, I would like to remind audience members that the audio for today's recording is available on all major podcasting platforms. Additionally, if you enjoyed today's recording and would like to hear similar content, feel free to share your feedback by sending us a message at podcast at rocketit.com. Now, without further hesitation, I'd like to welcome Devin McLean and Todd Case, two of Rocket IT's finest engineers. How are you gentlemen feeling about today's discussion? I'm totally hyped right now. I'm ready for some spicy wings and some spicy questions. You sound very hyped. This is my excited voice. Yeah, much the same here. Let's go. (laughs) So to give the audience an idea of the credibility that each of you hold when it comes to answering technical questions, I'm going to ask that you both briefly elaborate on your roles within Rocket IT. Devin, let's begin with you. All right, I'm a project engineer, um, and I also handle security for Rocket IT. So that's pretty much what I do all day. Lots of spreadsheets, lots of spam filters. Uh, This is Todd here, and I'm an escalations engineer on the service desk team. I assist the level one engineers. Uh, I also receive escalations and uh, work those to uh, resolve customer issues. Sweet. All right, well, the introductions are out of the way, so let's go ahead and get our feet wet, our mouths hot, with some low-difficulty questions. All right, question one, this is for you, Todd. The client's Outlook mailbox is full, and they're no longer able to receive emails. What do you do? And the first hot sauce that we're going to use is the Louisiana, the perfect hot sauce. (laughs) Quite the crunch you have there, Todd. Why, thank you. All right, so what I would do first is check to see how, what their email setup is. Uh, if it's uh, Exchange Server Internal, go ahead and increase their, uh, their mailbox quota. If it's Office 365, see if we can do that through either licensing or otherwise. If not, uh, go ahead and save a bunch of email offline and PST files. Excellent, Todd. Well done. Thank you. All right, Todd. Spicy Level 1's out of the way. What do you think of it? Uh, just swipe, tickle. A slight tickle. <laughs> well, that's one way to describe it. All right, next question's for you, Devin. A user is experiencing quite a bit of spam from an email address they, you, they don't know. How can they determine if the emails are in fact spam, and how would you remedy the problem? 
Wow, Devin, that's, that's fantastic. And he just bit into the classic hot sauce, the heat with heart. We're waiting. Okay, so that one's actually pretty easy. If it's an email from one person, we can just block that email address and then have the client contact them to make sure that their email address isn't being hacked or isn't being spoofed. And if these are legitimate emails, we can let them go through after they've been scanned to make sure that no malicious content has been contained in them. Excellent. How was that wink? It's like a zero on the spice level still. Well, folks, we're still on the zero scale. I think we're going to take it up four notches. All right, Todd, back to you. An organization has set privacy rules on certain files in its network, but one individual is unable to access the content despite being given admin privileges. What should you check before moving forward with a resolution? And with that, Todd just bit into the Valentina Sasa Picante. Well, I would check NTFS permissions first. Despite admin uh, privileges, they might not be in the proper security group to have uh, rights, read or write access to that certain folder or those files. 100% correct, Todd. A fantastic answer. How about the spiciness level of the Valentina? It's pretty good. I call it the breakfast hot sauce, but yeah. All right, folks, we've reached breakfast level hot sauce. That's what you put on your eggs. I feel like we need to move up. Like... Not only are we moving up on the spiciness meter, we're also going to move up on the hardness of the question meter with a little extra crunch. Devin, this question's for you. Despite a printer being connected to the network and having worked in the past, it no longer prints documents. What could be wrong, and how would you fix the issue? Uh, first, let's see if the printer is connected through Ethernet and to make sure it has a static IP address assigned to it. If that is correct, then we can make sure that users are able to ping that printer, and if they can, then we can check something on the print server for checking whether or not it's printing properly there. Very technical, Devin. I would have just checked the tray. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got paper in it? PC load letter. <laughs> tray one empty. That's your problem. How, uh, how was the Aardvark habanero hot sauce? Uh, this is equivalent to spicy mustard, so still a zero. We have a confirmation test going. <laughs> it's hotter than spicy mustard. Still not very hot, but you must have no taste buds. <laughs> Where are you at? Well, it says yellow bird habanero condiment. Oh, yellow bird. Tweet, tweet. Yes. All right. Moving on to you, Todd. I was waiting for that crunch. Client believes their email address has been compromised. What should be done to determine if this is the case? Well, make sure that they can log in through webmail. How's that? How's that sauce? Well, it's starting to wake me up, but it's not quite habanero-y. Well, it's a habanero condiment. This is true. Yeah, it's different than habanero-y. But check to see if they have their things in scent items that look a little bit suspicious or something of that nature. <clears throat> if that's the case, then go ahead and immediately change their password and, if possible, set up uh, two-factor authentication for them. Perfect. And you guys are so smart. All right, the next question is for you, Devin. You good, Devin? No, you need more. You're going to Pirate's Lantern. Mm. Nothing like biting into a good piece of chicken. What are the proper attributes of a strong password, and why is that important? So for a strong password, we want at least 12 characters, one uppercase, one lowercase, and one special character. And the reason for this importance is because the longer the password and the more special characters you have, the longer it takes to brute force that password. How about a passphrase? Should we be using a passphrase or random characters? 
Past phrases are very good. Past phrases need to be longer in length. Generally, they're about 24 characters. So if you want something shorter, use 12 characters, multiple um, special characters, letters, numbers. Past phrases easier to remember. Longer needs to be longer, though. How about a P at 55W0RD? Can be brute force. It's too short. Fantastic. How is the uh, Pirate's Lantern pepper sauce? We're almost at baby's first hot sauce. Aw. Tevin Sonoma are still crunching away. Wait for it. Wait for it. What are the pros and cons of cloud storage, Todd? Let's see. Pros are that, well, it's always backed up. Should be always available. Uh, cons are if you are not connected to the Internet, you're not going to get there. <laughs> well, that sums that up. What about if the uh, cloud host provider is down? Well, if the cloud host provider is down, you're just going to have to wait till they're back up so you can access your stuff. Todd, can you tell me some good cloud storage options? Well, good, good cloud storage options are uh, OneDrive, uh, Dropbox, ShareFile, uh, Google. Excellent. Last question for you, Todd. Hmm? How was the uh, dirty... Hot sauce, the uh, hot pepper sauce with a tropical twist. The world's greatest hot sauce, no brag, just fact. They've got a lot of hype in that term. Um, it is tropically, or tropical-ish. Was the last one hotter? It might have been. What the heck? Clearly we needed hotter hot sauces. We don't even have sniffles yet, folks. All right, moving on to the next question. This one's for you, Devin. Why is it important to upgrade to Windows 10 before Windows 7 reaches end of life? One, you get a lot of security features with Windows 10. Um, we have a feature that limits the ease of access um, hackers will have trying to crypto lock your computer. So that's a huge plus. Um, corporations love that. And also, you get a lot more features with Microsoft products because Microsoft products base their features on the Windows version that you have. So we want to keep the hackers out. Yes. When does Windows 7 go end of life? January 21st, 2020. So do it before that date, folks. How was the uh, Los Calientes hot sauce, Mr. McLean? We're still not quite at baby's first hot sauce. These are very weak. There needs to be more hot sauce on it. Can I see your, can I see the wing? Mm -hmm. Can I see the plate? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Told you I wouldn't make a mess. <laughs> What is this? I've never heard of chocolate pepper before, but this sounds like it's gonna be sweet. That's not what we were going for. Let's find out. It's, <laughs> it's pretty thick. <laughs> this is like a ketchup bottle. <laughs> there we go. It's, it's like Scoville rated baby food. <laughs> there. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. See, now I, I told you. Todd, this next question's for you. <laughs> what is a password manager, and what is its significance? <laughs> a password manager is an application where you, that will securely store your passwords that you can use either on your computer or mobile device that will help you access your apps or web pages. Excellent, excellent response. Even, even with the bomb, Beyond Insanity hot sauce, how was that, Todd? 
It got my attention. It got your attention. On yeah. a uh, on a rating, how would you how would you rate it? Ouch. Ouch. Mouth is a little on fire. Yeah. Okay, great. Now, Devin, eat your baby food <laughs> and tell me how it is. You want some Texas Pete on top of that? Nope. While Devin's chewing on that, we're going to go ahead and ask him the next question. What is a UPS device, and why is it crucial to regularly perform maintenance on it? Okay. A UPS device is... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> Victory. <laughs> we need water. <laughs> Milk. Napkins. After that brief little break to uh, get our taste buds back under control. So, Devin was doing fantastic up until I decided to put the hot sauce on his wing. <laughs> and maybe I put a little bit too much. Devin did enjoy it, but we finally got Devin to experience the heat. So, Devin, I'm going to redo the question for you. What is a UPS device, and why is it crucial to regularly perform maintenance on it? UPS cleans power for servers and everything plugged into it. You want to perform maintenance on it because if the battery, if the battery dies, you want to make sure your servers just don't go down and so they can do a clean shutdown. Devin, I appreciate you hanging in there, man. We've reached you guys. We're here. There's, I don't care. This has been fantastic. This last sauce, this is what's gotten it. Whew. All right. On, uh, on to the next question for you, Todd. Ah, yes, let's hear that crunch. Hmm. What is the most common use of a VPN, and what are some less common uses? Well. Also, how's the tear coming down your face? Feels good? Yeah. How's tear it? of joy? Tear of joy. <laughs> I feel alive. <laughs> most common use of a, for a VPN would be to establish a secure connection over the internet from a computer or a site to another. Um, usually in a corporate world, it's uh, oftentimes used to uh, for a remote worker to connect back to the home office so they can reach resources there. Great. Thank you, Todd. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm going to take this over to you, Devin, and I'm going to ask you to tell me what an SSL VPN is. You don't have to take another <laughs> bite yet. An SSL VPN is a VPN through a secure encryption. So this encrypts the traffic going towards the uh, firewall that you're connecting to so that you know that even if someone is packet sniffing you, they can't find out what, you're, what data you're sending. Awesome. Excellent. All right. You know what, Todd? I'm going to go back for you for the next question. So what are some risks associated with opening an email from a contact you don't know? We can encrypt your stuff. Ransomware, you can infect yourself with malware. Um, basically, if you see an email that looks suspicious, something from somebody you don't know, you should raise red flags. Don't open it. And maybe contact Rocket IT for support? Absolutely. Yeah. Run it past us. We'll be more than happy to help you out. Awesome, awesome. All right, Devin, I uh, have one last question for you. Have you, uh, have you taken a bite there? Negatory, Ghostwriter. <laughs> can we get a little last dab? Take that bite. Get in there. There you go. All right, Devin, this question's for you. How can you determine if a server is the primary cause of a company-wide outage? It depends what server it is. If it's, if it's a domain controller, 
see if when people try to log in, if they get an error saying that they cannot authenticate to a domain controller. If it's an application server, uh, see if users are able to ping it. Um, it. It's all dependent on servers. What about DNS? Uh, DNS, see if you change your DNS to something like Google, if you're able to get out to the internet. If you are, then you can check your server's DNS settings and redo them. Well, guys, I'm going to be honest. That was amazing. <laughs> I'm glad we could amuse you. Unfortunately, that's the last hypothetical issue I have for you to resolve. That said, I believe some congratulations are in order. Devin, fantastic job, dude. <laughs> Real proud of you. We've done it. We have made you cry. <laughs> Todd's even shed a few tears. They've killed some spicy wings, though. And very rigorous, rigorous spicy tests. Devin, how you feeling? I will never eat the last dab again. It didn't taste good, and it was. It just stays on your tongue. How about the uh, the bomb? The bomb, mm -mm. negatory. No, that's is a nuclear explosion in your mouth. That is stricken from the record. I, you know, I can see using that in small amounts, uh, adding that to some chili or something like that. Mm, that would be good in chili. It is spicy, though. It was all fun and games until I the just, bomb. I just licked it, and it's, it's definitely there. All right, and with that, I think it's time to wrap up what's been a very entertaining episode. Devin and Todd, thanks for being excellent team players. The sacrifice of your taste buds for the betterment of our listeners will not go unnoticed. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Once again, I'd like to remind audience members that the audio from today's recording is available on all major podcasting platforms. Additionally, if you enjoyed today's recording and would like to hear similar content, feel free to share your feedback by sending us a message at podcast at rocketit.com. Thank you.